Welcome to the Equestrian Business Podcast, the show that talks about business for equestrians. If you're an equestrian business owner who wants more revenue, more profit, and a better work-life balance in your business, and you're looking for dry, humoured, no-nonsense business advice, you're in the right place. Whether you're just getting started or whether you've been in the equestrian game for decades, I'm going to give you the tools, the strategies, systems, techniques, and a splash of philosophy on what you can do to have more fun, a better work-life balance, and more money in your equestrian business. You just mentioned a little bit of, um, I suppose, jargon there that um, some people might not understand. So a job spec. Go into this and why it's important, because I could go on for hours about this. Fantastic. A job spec is important for one of two reasons. It's really going to outline the job duties and description of what that person is expected to do, responsibilities um, for advertising. And they can read through it and see if they're right and see if that's what they're already doing, a job match, I suppose. And secondly, you'll need that job spec um, for when someone is in the business. They, you can outline them and get, you suppose give it them with their contract. That's what you should do. You should issue a job spec with the contract so they understand their responsibilities. And then if they're not meeting that requirement, you can refer back to the job spec when you maybe need a one-to-one with that person because they're not doing their job role. So that's why a job spec's really important. You list off, again, why you need this individual in the recruitment process, why I need, you know, x person what the job spec is what will they be doing you know and then go through and it can really help you sort of advertise and pull through those that person's responsibilities as well does that does that help that does (laughs) help massively and then just something that you touched on before we actually started recording Um, you came into something and I want to touch up on it because it's so amazing you were saying about the reason why you're recruiting and why it's so important to analyze that I think you touched upon it at the start but just got it a bit deeper like you were saying about it's so important to know this in case somebody asks why you're hiring yeah yeah I think I've always asked why um but when you do your questions at the end of an interview why you're hiring for this role um I suppose if it's growth and the business is growing that's great you know if somebody says well you know we've had John Smith leave last week um yeah next question's why (laughs) Yeah, why? did he get offered a better, better position for better money? Did did he fall out with somebody? Did he get fired? Why did he get fired? Maybe maybe not into that much detail, but yeah, you want to know why employers, they're building free stuff. Some employers will shoot themselves in the foot, and because people like talking, they might feel comfortable and they'll say, "Oh well, you know, they'll give too much information away um, and the wrong information. It can be really negative and damaging to the interview. And chances are, if you've done that, that you will not see that candidate. Yeah, again. Don't don't slag off your old staff members to your to your candidates. That's not a great idea. Yeah, yeah, never. And I don't think some people realise this, do they? Um, yeah, because I, I, I think a pretty standard an- answer to that in the equestrian industry, I know on a yard, like, why are you hiring for this role? Oh, because my old staff member was lazy and I fired them last week. Okay, I'm now put off working for you. Yeah, uh, that sounds like someone's high maintenance. So um, I think if you want to be transparent and honest, I suppose a good answer is to say it, it just didn't work out. 
Um, I, I don't know. What, what, Rianne, what is a good answer, actually? To what is say? a good answer? Um, if someone really asked me that and I know that I've had trouble with a staff member before, I am going to water it down from an employer's perspective. I'm just be like, it didn't work out with the last um, person. They've gone on to go work for somebody else. They're quite happy and settled. And I'm now looking for someone who fits my business a little bit better and is driven to That's move right. in the same direction. And you've not said anything nasty about them. You've not slagged them off, but you've been honest and said it didn't work out between us and we've had to go separate ways. Yeah. And one thing I think for employees to remember is that the equestrian industry is, while it seems hard, it's not. It's very, very small. And I've come to realise that in in loaning off different yards, that everyone does know know each other. Um, And it's not always a bad thing if you're a great business with great work ethics and a good employer who really looks out for their employees. You know, you'll have people knocking down your door to work for you. Um, But if you're not going to be like that, you're not going to be fair. um, You're not going to be inclusive and, you know, have good communication skills. You know, people won't want to work for you. You want to have a good um a good reputation so I suppose just bear that in mind I guess yeah and then I think my my last tip for the day is I think I said this I can't remember if we said this while we were recording or beforehand but it's better to hire no one than the wrong one so put your time into finding the right person because then you're going to retain them for a lot longer yeah absolutely um just make sure you do work and if you're not sure about a candidate but you that oh I really need someone I'm not sure don't do it if you're not sure go with that gut gut instinct um and don't do it I suppose with yards they do do trials we've got probation periods as well you don't have to get caught up on the trials because trial for me if anybody offers me a trial my first question is is it paid if it's not paid I'm not doing it I'm not working for you for free for a day yeah Um, and just use a probation period you're you're more than entitled to use a probation period where you can dismiss people for next to no reason while they're in that probation period if it doesn't work out that's the whole point of it yeah that is the whole that's the point and again that will the job spec will help with that probation period as well to outline that person's duties um but yeah trials I'm not keen on I've been before they've I've been there for half a day not offered me anything not even fuel um and it was safe to say I never went back and I they got a bad rep you know from my point of view I didn't go around slagging them off but as I never would any business but it didn't I you know I wouldn't want to go back and I didn't have a good reputation and when they came back asking me would I want weekend work I was like no not really didn't sit well with me and they did have a and they still do have a high turnover of staff um which sadly I suppose a lot of businesses will have but you can stop that um so yeah I think we've we've given some good advice haven't we for for businesses to take on board we have indeed um and if anybody has any questions about anything you are more than welcome to drop me a message Sophie how do you feel about people reaching out to you or me directing people to you if they have any recruitmenty questions that I can't answer I'll more than happily, um, you know, give my free advice and happily help as much as I can. Absolutely. I don't mind. You've got my LinkedIn profile as well. People can reach me there. Um, I love recruitment <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> to an extent. It's, it's really easy to get wrapped up in what you do. But yeah. Um, yeah. 
Sophie is there for all your recruitment needs and your travel <laughs> advice. Very good for travel advice. Um, <laughs> thank you. I'm not sure about that after I missed that flight, remember? <laughs> okay, so yeah, maybe maybe not airport advice, but definitely where to go and where to hang out. Oh, thanks. Can I ask you one question that might be really um, funny for this podcast as well? Have What's you that? got a really funny story or experience from when you've actually worked on an equestrian um, yard or in an equestrian business have um, you had anything really funny happen I don't know about really funny like I've worked for some really crazy people I'm not going to name any of them obviously um, <laughs> I used to work for a Grand Prix dressage rider who used to insist that the horses um, stable fleeces were washed every single day you would have to go into the stables at 5am and take off their fleeces and put them into a washing machine um wash them and then hang them out to dry before they came in for the day um and a lady who used to like cook for us she provided us with accommodation and then she like bought us a lasagna like a ready-made lasagna from the shop and she chucked it in the oven without taking the plastic packaging off and then like let it let it burn in the oven for like the best part of an hour and then she was just like well I can't bother to cook you anything else, so enjoy. And she turned the kitchen light out on about five of us because we were all um, there was about five people there, a couple of girls over from Sweden, and just left us with this burnt plasticky lasagna. And I was like, I don't eat meat, <laughs> what do I do? Um, so that was that was fun. Um, you meet some interesting people in the equestrian world, and if you are one of those interesting people, it's great to meet you, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Have you got any interesting stories before we end um, working on yards for... You know what? I don't think I have, really. <laughs> it's all been quite straightforward, drama-free. The only thing I have got, I suppose, but it's quite a nice story, is that I did work for a family-run business, and there was only 16 horses, very thin beds, um, and I loaned the daughter's horse, Ruby, which was my uh, one of my first loans, and I was there for two years, and I still speak to them now. So... You know, again, they were a small yard. They they communicated well. They were a really nice family. And they let me, you know, loan the horse after. It wasn't immediately. It was after a good six months of, of trust. But I had keys to the yard after, after that six months. And there was really some good... They gave me trust and I trusted them in return as well. Um, so, yeah, it can work really nice and be really rewarding um if like I said you communicate well yeah if you communicate well and you get on with the people it really does make a difference like I've had some really really fantastic bosses throughout my time um lady I worked for in Ireland was absolutely lovely um even finishing work a day early because I fractured all of my ribs riding one of her horses while she was at work and I had to ring her and be like I'm really sorry but can you come (laughs) pick me up and take me to hospital I think I've done a broken so she was absolutely lovely bless her um yeah I think a good boss is what makes a job like I would happily work all day in crazy hours for a good boss who makes it worthwhile yeah definitely one of the only things I did was leave a gate open uh by accident and two of the horses got out luckily just onto the yard but it was my fault it was like I can oh, so I'm see sorry. you doing that as well and she's been like I'm sorry <laughs> like whoopsie uh and these like two beautiful horses were like oh hello we're just wandering around I was like oh god that was my fault so that was it that's about it so thank you so much for joining me today I've had loads of fun and we must catch up in person soon yeah. Yeah, definitely.
As always, you have been delightful for tuning in to the Equestrian Business Podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week where I'll be taking a small break from having guests on the show to talk about some topics that I think are really, really important over the next few weeks. And if there is anybody who you would like to have on the Equestrian Business Podcast, do get in touch with me and let me know so I can reach out to them and invite them to be on the show. Another thing that I want to talk to you about just before I go is my brand new product that I'm working on behind the scenes. So as you know, a few months ago, I launched Fully Booked, which is the marketing program to get you fully booked. Since then, I have been working really, really hard behind the scenes, creating the Galloping Growth Academy. This is a complete business program for anybody who feels a bit lost, a bit overwhelmed with running their business. It might be something that we discussed today about recruitment that's making you feel like you don't know what you're doing. Perhaps you don't know how to retain your staff or how to get the best out of your staff or even how to manage a team confidently. Perhaps you don't know how to manage your own time to regain your work-life balance, or perhaps you're really struggling to manage your cash flow within a business and make this business profitable and keep tabs on all of your expenses. You might find yourself getting told off by the accountant. I'm just going to take this time to remind you as well that your self-assessment tax return deadline is due if you are filing online by the 31st of October. You are more than welcome, so make sure that you have got that done and out of the way. But if you are finding all of these things in business really, really struggling, as well as doing the day-to-day operations in your business and tending to the horses and seeing to your clients and making all of your appointments work, then this program is going to be so useful for you in helping you understand how you can save time, energy and money across your business. And it's based across my standard formulas that I have created from my work in all kinds of different industries as well as my experience of managing businesses um, and working inside businesses and seeing how they work and being a part of the development for different processes in business to streamline them make them more efficient and help you generate more money in that business. Now the Galloping Growth Academy is not live yet and it probably won't be until the start of next year because as you may or may not know I've recently gone back to university so it's I have a lot on my plate right now I'm juggling quite a few things um, some people may notice that last week I posted something on my story talking about a family emergency which is still ongoing so I am rather strapped for time at the moment so the Galloping Growth Academy is going live next year there will be a pre-sale discount for people who are signed up and registered to the mailing list to notify them when the product goes live you will have one whole month to get this at a significantly lower price before it is opened up to everybody else so if it is something that you're interested in if you want to learn more about business if you want to know how to make a business more profitable how to seek out financing options for your business and how to make sure that your business works for you rather than you working for your business then do look at the link in my Instagram bio and sign yourself up for the Galloping Growth Academy waiting list to make sure that you get that sexy pre-sale discount. That's all from me today. Make sure you check in with me next week and if there's any topics or anybody you would like to have on the show, do drop me a message and let me know. Thanks ever so much. I'll catch you next week. Mm -hmm.